Welcome back to No Nonsense Storytime. I'm Chris Panico. I'm Robert Joseph Hoffman. This Jr. This week. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we have a very special episode for you. Um instead of our regular episode, our scheduled episode where we talk (laughs) about um music for Mr. Moon, Mm -hmm. we are instead gonna interview each other. Wait, okay. We're going to do fan questions. We ah, just yes. don't have any fans. Yes. <laughs> so, as the two biggest fans of this podcast, we decided that we would write the questions. Yeah. It's and ask them to yeah. each other. So, I wrote 10 questions and Bobby also wrote 10 questions. I wrote I wrote 5 questions. <laughs> I wrote <laughs> That's how you can tell Bobby's lying. <laughs> No, I wrote five <laughs> questions, and I figured that the other five, if we need them, are, are going to come up. They'll present themselves. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't want to, you know, I want to leave some room for when opportunity knocks. Yeah, yeah. Um. So for each question, should we? We'll, we'll go back and forth. I'll ask one, or you probably ask the first one sure, since I've sure. kind of hogged the mic so far, and then are you going to answer that question for yourself or? No. Um, because like it could easily be like, what's your favorite book? Ba 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 ba. And what's your favorite book? Ba 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 ba. Uh, we'll see. Oh yeah, we'll see. Maybe it depends on the question. Depends on the question. Okay. We'll see. Okay, cool. <clears throat> but that's a good point. That's a good. You, I feel like if you really want to know my answer too, you can ask, and that doesn't count as your question. And vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So get ready to get to know us, mm-hmm. listeners. Okay, and my question first? Yeah, you first, bud. Okay, to preface, we did have to talk a little bit about what kind of questions we were going to ask, and we decided the questions should somehow pertain to to the podcast. Right. Um, Which makes sense. I feel like that's fair. Like a fan question kind of thing. All right, uh, my first question. Chris, do you believe in aliens? Yes. Yes. All right. In general. In general. I mean, it's a little tricky question because yeah. my belief on that subject for most of my life has been, like, the universe is gigantic and, like, the possibility that there are no other living things out there is astronomical. You know, like, yeah. there must be. <laughs> it's like a, it's a pun. There must be. Yeah. 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 Well, yes. There must be aliens yeah. out there somewhere. You think so. Now, there, however, are theories about, like, um, I forget exactly what it's called, but one of the theories about why we haven't made contact with any aliens is either this idea that we are the first, like, living species that has this level of intelligence and sentience, or we're the last. Oh. And there are no more left. Yeah. Um... There's also the idea that it's physically impossible to, you know, like, make contact across that sort of distance right. in time. Right. I, I mean, yeah, depending how far so, away they'd be. So, so yeah. I, I could, you know, believe the theory that we are the last ones and at this point there are no aliens, but I really believe that there are. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That was a good question. Thank you. Sorry for that very long 
answer. That no, was it's a good answer. Yeah, I'll just add that I've, you know, basically feel the same way. Yeah. That chances are there's something that we could call an alien somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then it depends what's your definition of an alien. Exactly. You know, like microbes, That's more the question. Yeah. Microbes in water on Mars are, they're aliens. Yeah. You know, in some way. Yeah, stuff like that. All right. Um, my first question for you, Bobby, is... Let's hear it. If, uh, if you could role play as any storybook character, who would it be? When you, what do you mean by role play? I'm talking like, like RPG role play. Okay. I didn't know if you meant like if you could be them. No. No. But if I could play one, like playing an RPG. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's, that's, a, that's a fun question. I thought so. Um, any, in any kid's book? Yeah, any kid's book. Oh, my gosh. Well, the thing is, you got to pick somebody that's going to be fun to play. The cat in the hat is the first thing that popped into my head. That would be a fun one. It would be fun. Oh, or the Lorax. A lot of good Dr. Seuss ones. Because yeah. a lot of Dr. Seuss characters have, like, a very strong, like, something they go for, you know? Yeah. The cat in the hat's always trying to be fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Always trying to be fun. So, like, if you're role-playing... You got to have that thing to fall back on when you don't know what you're doing in this situation. Well, what well, you know, I would be trying to have fun. Kind of right, like. exactly. Or Lorax, I'm trying to protect. You know, Lorax is like classic druid kind of. Yeah, you know? oh, he's obviously druid yeah. for sure. Um, so, yeah, something like that. I feel like hmm, if I had more time to think about it, I might pick someone else. But I do think it would definitely be a sort of a character that gives you a lot of room to build like i love harry potter i wouldn't choose a character from harry potter yeah they're so clearly defined already they're, they're so yeah they're so clearly defined and they're they're complex like they're they're people you know right they you know change their minds about stuff it's hard to be like well what would harry potter do here but lorax you know what the lorax is going to do in just about every situation yeah or at least you can come up with your version of the lorax and yeah. your version is going to be easy to figure out do you, do you have an answer for that one? I imagine you do. Yeah, for not as good reasons as you, but I would roleplay as Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, man. <laughs> because he's this gigantic dog. That's a good choice. And he can't talk. Oh, So good. you have to, like, try to communicate and be engaged without words. You are... You're, you're just better at this than I I don't know. I really just... Picked it because he's a big red dog. Also, it was that's, my the, that's the right choice, though. I, I, I do think it's the right choice. But I think that the cat in the hat would be... The cat in the hat would be a great character if you're, like, the alpha gamer in the group. Yeah. Because the cat in the hat is going to be the one who, to, to move the story. Yeah. He has the ability to do so. He does. Clifford the big red dog certainly does not. He's like, if you're someone who just wants to show up to the session and just have fun. Yeah. Cat in the Hat could be that. Yeah. Cat in the Hat's yeah. such an interesting character. I don't want to talk too much about the Cat in the Hat. Yeah. Uh, but he's such an interesting yeah, character because he is so capable and so smart. Like, he certainly is. You know, he's so quick. He, he, he like, has all these ideas. He has all these, like, weird gadgets and things. He's very resourceful, yeah. too. Well-connected, it seems. So he seems like kind of this, like, silly guy, but what's going on with him? He could be, like, a like a thief lord or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. A lot of, a lot of possibilities mm -hmm. for that, mm -hmm. for that cat. 
Hit me with another one. Hit me with your best question. Okay. Um. Let's see. Okay. I want to hear about your favorite kids' book trope or tropes. I was going to ask you the same question. Uh, it's a good question. I though, didn't right? actually write it down, but it's a very good question. Yeah. Um, my favorite kids' book tropes. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I guess the best way to think about that would be to consider what my favorite kids' books are. Right? Yeah. Um, so one of those, the dragons are singing tonight. That's kind of just dragons. I don't, know if, <laughs> I don't know if dragons is a kids' book trope, really. Um, so I'm, I'm going to pass on that one. But let's let's talk about, I guess, hmm, Fox and Socks. Fox, Fox and Socks. Okay. Right. Like, just because that is one of my favorite ones I can think of at the top of my head. Yeah. Um, and I like... I like the dynamic of two characters, and this is not really limited to children's books, I guess. Yeah, I mean, pretty much anything you think of is but, but I, children's I, books. I like when you have two characters, and you have one character who clearly knows nothing about anything, and this other character who is, you know, the, the wise, yeah. sage person. You know, uh -huh. your Yodas, and, you know, all of those. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy the departing of wisdom. I also like the perspective of safety that comes from people like that like in neil gaiman's book um the ocean at the end of the lane there's this little boy who like is really he's bookish and you know doesn't know much of anything in, in the real world and his neighbors what appears to be like an 11 year old girl named letty hemstock but she's not and she knows all this stuff about the universe and every time she comes in onto the page you just feel far more yeah. Like, everything's going to be okay. Yep. I, I agree. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love the characters who are just just sort of above it all. Yeah. Yoda is, a, of course, a classic example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, your Dumbledores, your Gandalfs, you know, mm -hmm. the character that's just like like the ace in the whole. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's hard. You know, there's something to dislike about it, which is that this character is sort of the answer to everything. Yes. Like, as long as they're available, they're there. To, mm -hmm. And they, like, take care of whatever it is. Right. But, but it is cool to have that character and then have that character be, like, defeated. Kind of, right. You know? Which happens mostly. I think that's the typical storyline for that yeah. character in most mm -hmm. tales. Yes. This, you know, uh, we lose Yoda, we lose Obi-Wan. Yeah. They lose Letty Hempstock as well. Usually the old wise advice giver dies. That's, yeah. I mean, that's classic story structure. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you have a, a, a trope that you are particularly fond of? Um, I've had those, the whole time you've been answering to think about it. And I think my answer is going to be when one little voice in a crowd gets everyone's attention and that's sort of oh, like yeah. what ha what causes the resolution of the story that's re i think that's really common in kids books because mm -hmm. kids always are just this little voice and they just want everyone to hear them mm. and hear what they have to say i like that and i love when that happens in a story like um 
Um, I'm trying to think of some, but I ha- like, I, like Polar Express gives you that kind of with the yeah. that one kid, you know, mm-hmm. is the one who gets the the thing, and I'm just trying. I'm just like running through stories we've done in my head. Yeah, I, I just I the do idea know of, that. Yeah, trope. like I've definitely encountered it many times. Yeah, there's like Horton here's a who, mm-hmm. and there's um. Boy, I, you know, you'd think I would know <laughs> kids' okay. books by now. But I think everyone who's listening <laughs> understands what yeah, I'm Yeah, it's a real about. thing, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let me throw another question at you. Yeah. Um, I, I think at this point we've accepted that we're just going to answer, we're both going to answer the questions that we asked. Yeah. Because that seems to be... It, it feels... It feels weird not to. Because I don't want anyone... Know. Yeah, it feels weird not to. Um... If you wrote a children's book, Bobby, what would it be about? Okay. You stole my question. I mean, I think it was obvious that both of us were going to write that question. There's no <laughs> way around it. Yeah. Um, I have a few ideas. Okay. I have a few ideas. Um, I'm really into superhero stories. Like, I'm not in, I'm not really that in the superheroes. I'm just directly contradicting myself. I'm into the idea of creating like the potential of superhero stories, the untapped potential. And there are, I mean, there are so many superhero stories. Yes. But, and this is something, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before, but um, they're all about violence, you know? Yeah. In one way or another, it comes to violence. I mean, that's just sort of the nature of superpowers. And, mm-hmm. you know, some superhero stories are less dependent on violence than others. But it always comes to that. Yeah. Would you say Captain Underpants is violent? Yeah. yeah I mean, there's I the slaps, there's the waps, you know. And, there's the, the... and then the toilets that have teeth. Yeah. Yeah. There's violence. And I would really like a superhero story that has all of the, um, you know, I don't want to say the grit, the, the tension of, yeah. the, you know, the bad guys can be violent. You know, there's, the world is violent. You know, that's just how the world is. The world's violent. But I want the superhero to be not violent. You have Batman who won't kill anybody, Mm -hmm. but he's still violent. Certainly violent. I'm really interested in the idea of a superhero who's just like so resourceful in a nonviolent way that he can stop criminals without being violent. Yeah. I think that would be good for kids. I agree. You know? You also really don't see superheroes that much in children's books. Yeah. Like, Captain Underpants is the only one I can really think of. Mm-hmm. And the then, I mean, head. you got to talk about, like, well, what exactly is a superhero? Because yeah. it's like, well, does this character have superpowers? Yeah. Like, you, you know? could bet. But we all know, like, what a, yeah. what a pop culture superhero mm-hmm. is. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of want that. Like, I want it to be this person is clearly a superhero. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I think that'd be super cool. Yeah, so I'll just I'll just say that I have many ideas for children's books, okay. um, but that's definitely the one. I don't even. It's not even that I want to write it that much. Is I want it to to exist. Yeah, I would read that. I really want, and I've actually thought about doing this. Um, is a sci-fi children's book. 
Because I've never read a sci-fi children's book. I've never seen a science fiction children's book. Hmm. And you, of course, know that I really love science fiction. Yeah. And I'm sure that there are sci-fi children's books, mm. but there definitely aren't a lot of them. Right. You know? So and what what age are you thinking? Like, like, like three or four to seven, maybe. Yeah. Like the kind of ages that you and I work with, maybe a little above that. Because I, I mean, I'm what I'm thinking in my head is my favorite, my favorite children's book. This is no secret to people who know me. Mm-hmm. Is a wrinkle in time, right? And that's that's sci-fi, certainly. sci-fi, yeah, right. But that's like that, like yeah. weird in between children's book and young adult yeah. book. Yeah, I'm talking like a children's book that you'd read to that kids, you'd read to kids, and they would right. get it, and it would be appropriate. But mm-hmm. it's also sci-fi, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking like I'm not talking like a skin, like a sci-fi skin over right. a typical children's story. Like, I want the elements of science the fiction. science in there. Yeah. That would be great. I mean, we we have kids at our preschool who are super into science. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whose names we're not going to say. Exactly. But we were both thinking of the same person and then probably like a few, like two or three yeah, yeah, others yeah. that are like secondary. <laughs> we had a kid come into school one day in a NASA jumpsuit. Yes. And it yep. was amazing. Yeah. And I mean, and we, you know, you talk to those kids, whenever you say something about science, they get all excited because they, they know it. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And great. My, my roommate, um, a few years ago did a little like art gal. She's an amazing illustrator and she did a series of little robot that she made. So she's mm. got these two beautiful illustrations of robots. And she also really loves children's books for the illustration. She's too busy for me to like ask her to do a children's book, but I was like, I should just write a book around these two robots. Yeah, robot, and robot, figure something out. Robots definitely have potential. I'm because like another thing that popped into my head is you do you have like um, not science fiction, but scientific fiction that I was really excited about as a kid, like Stella Luna. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, yeah, books that are like it is a story, but it also has facts about. I don't really like those books animals that much. and nature. It, at this time in my life, I'm pretty done with them. But when I was a kid, I I would get very excited about like, ooh, it's like a real thing. It's like a grown up thing. In this yeah, book. I can see that. I can but see that. that's not quite the same. No, not exactly. As like a little a science fiction. Yeah, like a little girl who's an inventor. Yeah, and you know, it gets into like the science behind the thing she does. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. Yeah. We got some good books to write. Yep. All right. Let's move it along. All right. Yeah. Give me another one. This is a good one. Um, so on this podcast, we, we do children's books. Um, and we, you know, we try to get rid of the nonsense uh, in them. So let's take all of the restrictions away. Okay. Let's, it doesn't have to be a children's book. It doesn't have to be a book at all. It, it could be anything that pops into your head. But we give it the no nonsense story time treatment. Your okay. your dream episode. My dream what would you have the most fun taking apart in an episode of no nonsense? Oh story my time? gosh! As in, like we're gonna do it right now? Or? No, it's just okay. like what would you know? Want to be? And you could give some examples of things inside of it you'd like if you you know. Let's see. I mean, I would probably have to stick with a book. Yeah. Or a movie. Mm-hmm. A book or a movie, probably. Um, 
And I would say, I'm going to take a little glance. <laughs> I sit right in front of my bookshelf. So this, this helps a little bit. I would kind of want to do one of the Vampire Chronicles books. Oh, interesting. Which I know is not a very impressive book to pick, but I love them. Um, and probably the <clears throat> probably the first one, Interview with the Vampire, because, you know, now you have to f- figure out what the story is with vampires. Uh-huh. How does that work? Um, <laughs> she has a pretty good lore to it in the third book, but I think that could be fun, and it would be a huge departure from children's books and course. and it is just sort of something very not not basic but just the idea of vampires like everyone has that idea in their head mm-hmm. and lot so many authors have tried to come up with their ideas for how vampires are real yeah in their world yeah and this would be our shot our shot at do it, it. it should be fun <laughs> In in that same vein, I think it'd be kind of fun to do Twilight. Yeah, yeah. Twilight <laughs> might be more fun because it would be a little more lighthearted. It would be yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be invested. In yeah, it. neither of us would be invested, but we would both be able to get into it. Yeah, you know, I think because um, the first thing that pops in my head as something that we could both get into would be Harry Potter. Of course, just because we both love Harry Potter and we yeah. could talk about it for a long time, but. It's not as fun when you're so invested in it. Mm-hmm. We'd, yeah. we'd just be yeah. too into the details, probably. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, it would be really... There's something really fun about the idea of doing the treatment to something that is so detailed and yeah. so long. Like like Great Expectations or something. Oh, you know, yeah. just like really I have like Gulliver's Travels up here. Gulliver's Travels, something like really that. Really into the nitty gritty. <laughs> the war art of peace. war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd have That's to read good. those books first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crime and punishment. Um, um, is there is there one that really jumps out to you as one you would want to do? I mean, I just I just said like three things okay. in your question. Okay. I'd like to hear one more from you. One, one more, more from yeah. me. Um, what about a movie? Give me a movie. A movie that yeah. I'd really like to do it too? Um, hmm. So my favorite movies don't work super well. Because they're... My favorite movie is Lost in Translation. That's... Literally nothing about that is unrealistic. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Um, Titanic's up there. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> or, I feel like Avatar would be fun. Avatar. That's a good one. You know? That's a good choice. Especially because we've all accepted it's a pretty terrible movie. It's kind of funny. And we could take that and roll with it. Yeah. Avatar. There's two different kinds of bad movies. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's three different kinds. There are movies that are so bad, they're funny and fun to watch. Yes. Like then The Room. The next, Yeah. And then the next level is there are just movies that are bad and you don't like watching them. Mm-hmm. And then the next level, this is the Avatar level. There are movies that are bad, but certain parts of the movie, certain things about the movie make it enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. And which parts of those do you think Avatar possesses? Well, I've seen it once, and it was a while ago. But I'd say special effects, 
Yes, definitely. Um, just the premise. Mm-hmm. That's like just James Cameron for me in general. Is the premise makes and, the movie? Yeah, the premise and the and the visuals. Yeah, and the the effort that's put into it. The effort because he like that's that's even it. Like when when they made the effort it, effort that goes into his movies. When they made it, he in they invented this technology to um, it like it was like a mask or something that detected all the facial expressions that yep. the actors made and you know recreated that on these like digital bodies or whatever mm-hmm. and that's super cool yeah you know how what however bad the the plot is and the dialogue is like that's yeah. cool just yeah. like when he made titanic they built a ship and then they sank it 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 gives you something to connect with yeah like if friends of mine made a really bad movie mm-hmm. i love watching that movie sure because it gives you something to connect with yeah Absolutely. Yeah. I guess that's the thing about it. Um, anyway. I really like the music in it, too. Uh, I don't even remember any of the music. To be fair, it sounds a lot like Titanic. But, yeah. Because oh. it's it's James Horner doing it, and a lot mm. of that's his music. But it's beautiful. In fact, the main theme is basically My Heart Will Go On, but it's Lydian instead of Major. <laughs> but that's enough for me. That's enough. That's enough for me. Um. All right. Let me uh. Let me throw an, another query at you. Let's do it. Let's see. Um. Oh, uh, this is gonna be a fun one. What would a children's book about you be like? You're um, the main character. It would be very boring, if if we're sticking with who <laughs> I really am in real life, right? I mean. You could be embellished okay. or dramatized, I suppose. If if I can embellish a little bit. Um hmm. What lessons do does my life have to teach kids? You could also consider like some children's books are about like a like a one hour period of time where they like make this whole story out of a very tiny thing. You That's know? That's true. That's true. Um hmm. Oh, this is this is a question I wish I had more time to think about, you know? I could answer first if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. So I feel like it would be very much like Max and the No Good, Terrible, Bad Day or whatever. Uh-huh. It's Alexander, but Alexander. Well <laughs> also that one. Um, I feel like it would be like that, because as you know, Bobby, our listeners may not, but I complain a lot about <laughs> a lot of things. There are many things that affront me in my daily life to, in in different levels of severity. Yeah, but that's the important thing. You're, you're not like actually angry about everything all the time. No, of course not. But I also enjoy the the show of being more angry about something than you should be. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. As someone who doesn't actually get real life angry very often. So I feel like that could be a great place to dig Mm -hmm. for a story about me. You know, if I had... I I would want it to be something akin to Alice in Wonderland. Where it's a person ending up in a place 
and not really knowing what to do there and not knowing what's going on and just kind of rolling with the punches, you know? Yeah, that'd be cool. I like rolling with the punches kind of kind of stuff you're rolling with the punches kind of guy i feel like that's kind of the personality i try to embrace is roll with the punches so i would yeah i i I would like it to be like um you know like one of those books that has sort of like a refrain like i mentioned before horton here's a who Mm -hmm. or no it's the horton hatches an egg is the one where he says i meant what i said and i said what i meant and alfred's faith 100 and then my little refrain would be like uh, like, you know, whatever happens, it's all cool. Roll the punches. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, or something, you know, whatever. I, not, I, you know. I, I had a, a friend named JT who we worked together. And he, I've told you about him before because the two of you are strikingly similar in many ways. Mm-hmm. You're both filmmakers. You're both. This is Justin it, Timberlake, isn't it? Yes. No. You're both you know, very intelligent. You're both very tall, very skinny. Very handsome. Very very smell good and uh, um he good kisser <laughs> he 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 used the word groovy a lot yeah I like remember. in response to many like anything like instead mm-hmm. of saying cool, he wouldn't say cool yeah he would say groovy um and that just kind of became his persona it like encompassed his whole his whole world mm-hmm. sort of you know and he was groovy and groovy. he like rolled with whatever I feel like Okay, here, like, here's my groovy story. Yeah. Okay? That's a great title. My I'm, groovy my, story. My groovy story. I'm, <laughs> I'm Bobby, the, the preschool teacher. Yeah. I show up to work one day. And this is for kids. They don't know how work works. No. Right? I show up to work, and my boss talks to me and says, listen, um, today's going to be a crazy day. Just whatever happens, roll with the punches. And I'm like, okay. Roll the punches and the most ridiculous and yeah, and it just like spirals out of control. (laughs) That's such a great idea. But I never do anything like I'm always like, okay, I'll just I'm just gonna keep going. I'm just gonna keep rolling with these punches (laughs) and like like a war starts, like all these yeah, (laughs) Yeah. get out of hand. What a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, I mean they did yes, man. That's kind of like that, but (laughs) Uh, this would be funnier though. I love that. Oh man, good idea, Bobby. (laughs) Thanks. Um, hit me with your best shot. Okay. How many more questions should we do? We've been going for a while. I don't know. I mean, this is this we're is, tired of it. This is the last one I have prepared. Okay. Um. Uh. We're you know we'll keep this um. Uh. Not not explicit. So I'm gonna say date, marry, kill. Okay. Okay. If you're familiar with this game, you may know it in a different form. Uh, but today sure it's date marry kill and here's your options all of the dr seuss characters all of the dr seuss characters yeah gotta pick one to date one to marry one to kill <laughs> it's not a break. okay um i'd probably kill the cat in the hat wow probably would I don't. I mean, don't blame you. Don't blame. We've me. talked about him before. It hasn't yeah. been on on the air, but yeah, I, just, I don't trust him. Yeah, I don't trust he, the he's, he's someone that could always mess things up for you. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he, there's no stability there. A lot of Doctor Seuss characters, they might you might not like them, but they're not gonna like come in and ruin your life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Unless you provoke them. 
<laughs> I would. I would. <laughs> I would date the the. You know the the two kids in the Cat in the Hat. You're going to date, date the children. No, I wasn't going to date their mom. All right, <laughs> all right. That's why she's not at home. That's good. You're dating her. Is this? Are you drawing from <laughs> real life or no? <laughs> um, and I would marry. Gosh. I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> the fish. The fish. Marry the fish. No, I wouldn't do that. I don't like fish. Mm-hmm. I don't like fish. If I was gonna marry an animal, it would probably be Horton, because he is faithful, one hundred percent. Oh, but I'm, but I'm, that's I, good. <laughs> actually, I'm gonna stick with that. That's good. What about you, Bobby? Um, <laughs> this question's hilarious. Oh man, maybe I'll marry Gertrude McFuzz. There was a, there was um, in high school. Well, so Gertrude McFuzz, I'll tell you, is um, in Horton hatches an egg. No, is she in that one, or is that a different bird? So they're both in Susical. The musical that ties a bunch of stories together. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she's just brought into that one. But there's a story about Gertrude McFuzz. She doesn't think her tail is long enough. So she eats all of these berries that make her tail grow longer. But then it's too long. And then she realizes, oh, I was fine the way I was. I didn't You'd need... marry that one. If I had to pick an animal. Okay. That's I was just jumping in about your animal thing. Okay. Um, what was I... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's not like there's too many people to choose from. There are not too many people. And the thing and is, there also aren't. Yeah, too many women. Yeah, Doctor Shoes does not just if never that, wrote women characters. Right, which is why I was thinking so much because you know whoever you're attracted to, whatever. But yeah, that would be my preference. Uh, maybe marry the Grinch. The Grinch. Post, you know, post, post, post the Grinch. Post the Grinch. Yeah. Because his heart grew so big. And you know, like, he's just so giving. Um, like that. Maybe date the Lorax because he'd be fun to date. and But he's not going to stick around. He's got to go. He's, he does have to go. He's going to leave. He's going to lift himself. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> date him all there. <laughs> by his butt. By, by the seat of his his Lorax trousers. Yeah. Um, wow. And I wouldn't kill the cat in the hat. I would... Who would I kill? Who would I kill? Oh, man. The thing is, the Onceler did destroy the planet. Oh, that's true. He did, but, like, if he hadn't, maybe someone else would have. You know? Yeah. Because that is kind of the human condition. Yeah. You know, to think that he's the only one who had the power to make the needs, you know skyrocket like that mm-hmm. so the point of the thieves is that there's not really anything special about him it's all just marketing yep so really he's just a good marketer and like anyone could be a good marketer not anyone but not just him right so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that um i would kill <sighs> oh maybe um 
the turtle. Maybe Yertle. Yertle the turtle. Yertle. You'd kill yeah. Yertle the turtle. Yertle's a jerk. He makes yeah. all the other turtles stack up so he can yeah. be the tallest turtle. Yeah, he isn't great. That's true. Yeah. You make and... a good point, Bobby. Yeah. All right. I'll accept it. Um. All right. <clears throat> this will be my last one, too. We'll have an even five and five. Okay. And it's really more of a prompt. Okay. I want you to imagine a children's book. I'm doing it. By Stephen King. Okay. Okay. And I want you to tell me a little bit about it. Okay. That's In good. as much or as little detail as you would like. Okay. Um, I almost feel like this exists. Does this exist? Not that I know of. I think it... I think it does. I want to read it. We do that for Halloween if it's true. I'll, I mean, I'll tell you what it would... Mm, I just haven't really read that much Stephen King. But... <clears throat> my Okay, so my initial thing was going to be like... Well, I feel like it would be kind of like Lemony Snicket. Oh, yeah. But Lemony Snicket is more like... This is the vibe of my story. Mm-hmm. And he's more about like that whole, just the voice of it and like the, just like the, you know, creepy voice, like that, just the Halloweeniness of it. Yeah. I said Halloweeniness. <laughs> Halloweeniness. Um, whereas, and I haven't, re- I, like, I have never even finished a Stephen King book. Nor have I. But I feel like his whole thing is just, it's not the vibe as much as it is like, just this narrative, just this interesting narrative mm-hmm. that brings the um, the dread, you know, mm-hmm. that brings the like the the heightened stakes, yeah. And which I guess if you if you really think about like series of unfortunate events, that's kind of the same idea. Yeah, it's a little more ridiculous. It's a little more ridiculous. So yeah. I feel like and definitely more comical. Than... I, so I do feel like somewhere in that vein, yeah. You know, it would definitely be funny. Sure, absolutely. It would be like sort of Stephen King kind of. It would be. It would take the the horror of the imagery and replace it with comedy. Yeah, but have the same kind of thing, and the the kid like the characters would be kids to lower. Like I feel like he'd just be good at taking his formula and lowering the stakes for kids. Yeah, I'm. I can picture very well as like the illustrations. Yeah. See, I'm not picturing like a change in his storytelling at all. I'm picturing <laughs> him telling a legit horror story. It's just a kid's book. Mm-hmm. And the subject matter is kids. So like it starts off at a playground in like September or something. Okay. And some kid just moved across the street from this playground. And the whole book just, you know, is about how this playground is... Not not is this playground haunted, but this playground is itself like a monster. And it, you know, progress like it starts off very benign, like he falls off a swing or something. But then by the end of the book, his entire soul has been consumed by this playground in some capacity. Wow. I don't know exactly how, but I'm not Stephen King. I like that. I like it. I feel like it could be done in the way that's okay. I think so. For kids. 
I think your idea would play better, though. Can I tell you what? Mm-hmm. I was right. Stephen King does have a kid's book. Oh, man. Happy Halloween to No-Nonsense Storytime. He does, and um, I've I've read it. Nice. Uh, we had it. At, it's either at our preschool or it was. Somebody brought it in. Ooh, cool. And when I show you the picture, I think you'll remember. It's this middle one here. It's called Charlie the Choo Choo. I don't remember that, but it looks terrifying. Yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, I don't, I don't even know if I read the whole thing because I don't remember it very well. But what's creepy about it is more just the pictures, and just like the like the vibe, like the feeling of it. But it's really just a story about a train, mm-hmm. and it has a happy ending, I think. But th- those pictures are just creepy. Like the train has a scary face. Mm-hmm. It's like Thomas the Tank Engine. But but scary version. But like yeah yeah. We're gonna read that now. Charlie Charlie the Choo Choo. Charlie yeah. the Choo Choo. Keep your ears open. All right. Uh, that's gonna be the end of our fan questions for yep. for this special episode of No Knots and Story Time. Check back with us in a week or two where we will have our brand new episode for <laughs> Music for Mr. Moon. Yes. Um, and for this bonus episode, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Anyway, in the meantime, if you would like to send us any questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at nononsensestorytime at gmail.com. If you liked the format of this episode, let us know. If you'd like to see something like it again or if you have suggestions for other bonus content you'd like in the event that we do um not have the book that we were planning on doing in the future (laughs) (laughs) let us know and we'll uh we'll see what we can do um and facebook we're on facebook (laughs) yep we're on podcasts places pretty much every get it we're we're, we're powered by anchor yep. <laughs> i love saying that i know you too um that's all i got cool we'll see you next time spotify <laughs> <laughs> goodbye